We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Well, you've done it now, Curtis. You have pissed off Patriots fans by declaring, if you're just joining us, the next three months as more important for Belichick than for the Boston Bruins, who are on the verge of 133 points in a record-setting season. Now, a couple responses on the text line. A few that just say what you're spewing is just utter nonsense, which I totally agree with. It's hurtful. Um, Belichick has eight rings. Brady has seven. Uh, four and three texter. Curtis is so wrong. Expecting the Pats to still and dominate. Jimmy G has two. Yes, he does. Proud of them, too. Curtis is so wrong. Expecting the Patriots to still dominate after a 20-year run is just stupid. You need to give them some time. Teams go 20 years sucking. Uh, what was the uh, area code? 413. Okay. you got to get out of Worcester or Springfield or Hadley or wherever you are because nationally, Bill Belichick has become a punchline. The way in you which stop it. he stubbornly stuck with Tweedledee and Tweedledumass coaching offense, the way in which he handled himself this past season, the way he continues to hire his kids instead of getting the best available coaches, the way he keeps employing his buddies while they're being paid by other people so he gets more money out of the budget. Bill Belichick has a lot on the line. If he never wins a playoff game, in New England, without Tom Brady, he will be viewed as the sidecar for all eternity. That's what it is. By you. by That's not universally agreed to. By people that know the NFL and watch it consistently. How do you view the Bulls organization? You say, wow, what a great organization. They won six titles. Or do you say, no, Jordan won six. Triangle offense. Key to the whole thing. Six winner. Is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jordan won six titles. He left and tumbleweeds came. (laughs) That's what we're talking about here. It wasn't even that you were bad last year. It was that your offensive coordinators didn't have answers about specific plays and how to adjust at a blitz. They were told, I'll circle back to you on that. Horrible decision that was made out of stubbornness to get to Bill O'Brien Wait, I thought in it was, a one-year bridge. It was not to get to Bill O'Brien yes, for was. the 50th time. You are How many people need to say that to you, Ken? How stupid are you? Was I not saying they were going to hire Bill O'Brien in a year before the season began? So why did they bring in these two guys to change the offense? Listen, Bill O'Brien was going to do his offense whether they had to change for a year or not change for a year. But why would you 
accommodate two coaches if they were just a bridge in order to change what Mac Jones had done successfully the year before. Because McDaniels was gone. They had no choice. They had a there, year to deal with. So there was a gun to his head. He had to bring in those two guys. But who was he gonna who was he gonna he didn't believe in Kaylee, obviously. That would have been the other option, in hindsight, a better option. Okay, so hire Kaylee. They made a mistake. Of course. Nobody's arguing that. But why was that mistake made? It's because they were cheap and they were subordinates. But it who, doesn't scar Bill's whole legacy. That's where you get caught up in this. You're, if he you're doesn't win in the minutia again, of Brady V. Belichick. It's not minutia. It's kind of the biggest story in the history of this town. And if he doesn't win a playoff game again, which I think he will with Mac Jones, and I think they're going to have a good offseason. But if he doesn't, that is how it's going to be spun. Now, 678 Texter says, Belichick has nothing to lose. It's kind of a pro-Brady tweet. Belichick has nothing to lose. He's never won without Brady before or after. So he still is who he is. So that could be, you could spin so that either view, way. you put Bill as a loser, that's fine. I, don't, <laughs> I, I would choose not to. Uh... And don't forget the Super Bowl championships with the Giants, 774. I agree with that. <laughs> right, six, exactly. Six, six, and you won a playoff game against the Patriots with the Browns. 617-779-7937. By the way, quick aside, Chris Sale, bullpen session. Ooh, this slide with, piece. With Pedro Martinez loudly cheering from the right field grass. Another thing that's a little pathetic, like you don't need to bring in the old stars to get people excited. Just let the people watch the players on the field. Sale's see, family was on hand. Did you see Sale limping after? Did not limp. Stop it. <laughs> you got a taste of some live batters. Couple of silly swings, reports Alex Spear, who was always down the line on the, his assessment of the uh, stuff. I hope he gets a taste of some raisin canes. He needs some meat on those bones. Chris Sale's three sons watching from the dugout bench. Great morning for your Red Sox. That is huge. Okay. Let me tell you this, Curtis. You look at the American League East, and I know there's some good pitchers in here, but if Sale is on... He is as good as anybody in this division. Anybody. Correct? Uh, well, I was a big Montas guy, and his injury really <laughs> dinged the Yankees. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm serious. I mean, yeah, but if Garrett he's healthy, Cole, if I grow hair. Nestor Cortez. What are the odds that Chris Sale's healthy? Rodon. He looks healthy right now. Uh, Just, I'm watching him throw a nasty slider here okay. to Adam Palka. Do you think he begins the season healthy? Yes. Can we we bet uh, lunch? Yes, let's bet okay, lunch. Good. On I think he starts uh, opening day. I love it. I, your lips day, to God's ears. I love. Bang. I want the Red Sox to be successful. What a shot of adrenaline all. would that be? Oh, you could man. double it and figure out where he gets hurt. Uh, I don't want to go too. I don't want to push my luck. He will not get hurt. Thirty starts this year. Speaking of due, Ken's due to win one bet against me. Let's go to uh, Danny and Quincy. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, guys. Um, <laughs> hey, Curtis. Uh, I don't want Ramsey here. He's he's an overrated cornerback. Every every time I watch the guy, he he, he made. He gave up more big plays, especially to Brady, like you said. Yeah, and he, to uh, he's the an Bills guy. in that opening in that open, season opener last year, Danny. You're right; he torched uh, Steph Diggs, torched him in the uh, season opener. Torched him, anyways. I, 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 he just anyway, and he's a, and he's kind of a loudmouth, insubordinate, whatever. He's just his own. He's his own island, and I don't want it. I don't want another Revis. We got Revis for one year, and we, and, and we did good by him and got rid of him, but. Anyway, uh, and as far as the linebackers, Curtis, I heard you mention Belichick's not good with linebackers. I think he's had a good track record with linebackers. So, coaching him. I mean, you know, he had Mike Vrabel, Hightower, Mayo, Brewski. Well, Hightower and Mayo were the ones since the start, and those were both, I believe, top 15 picks in the draft. So, no, I, Yeah, as far as, but as far as coaching them, and, you know, he had, he had uh, 
sign-ons for a brief stint with Jamie Collins, and uh, Akeem, uh, Akeem Ayers was a good linebacker. I don't know why he got rid of him. I was pissed when he got rid of him. I guess my Ayers. point, Danny, was simply that you need talent there, whereas Bill has been able to find very either draft, late in the draft or undrafted cornerbacks that you can plug and play, whereas linebackers, he's had to use either draft equity or, or cash to get. Right. As far as Belichick's legacy goes, I mean, look, what's in the books is in the books. And if Tom Brady kept playing and he continued to slide like he was, I mean, he went Super Bowl, playoff, you know, one and done. And if he went to a team like Oakland or whatever and had to play in that division, and he, and he, and he started sliding 500 records, or, well, you can't do a 500 with the, with the games, but... I mean, that wouldn't have changed his legacy two at years, all. Two years after the Patriots let him go, he won. He was the second. He should have been the MVP. He was runner-up for MVP the year before he won a Super Bowl. He didn't have a slide. The people around him slid. That okay. was a decision so Bill see, Belichick but he's made. He's a player, Curtis. A coach can only do what he, what he can do during the week to prepare and, and draft. I mean, Belichick's a GM, but I, I, it's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, I Danny, mean, his, I, legacy I, is, his 20-year legacy with Brady and the Patriots is etched in stone. Correct, but now, how people view that and who was the reason well, behind I mean, it has well, changed. I Well, how people view it is another story. That's well, that's the, the whole topic just, of conversation. It, yeah, but it's, that's the attention span. Half the people that would view it that way weren't even born when they won their first three out of four at the beginning of the whole thing. Right. They I'm weren't not, even alive. I don't view it as I, my job to yell at people and tell them what to think. I react to what people do okay. think. Okay, well, uh, all right. But uh, that's far as I... And, and, and the other thing, Curtis... I heard your your reaction when Ken said, "If you if you trade Matt, Matt Jones, could uh, get a second and a fourth. I, I heard your reaction. I was running and I couldn't understand how you reacted to that. Was it you think he was too bullish or, or too bearish on that? I, I thought he was bullish. In hindsight, he was probably right after looking at what other comps were. I just like because I mean, if you think angry, if you then. think Matt Jones is a good quarterback, you should be." Uh, it should be consistent in saying that he would warrant a second and a fourth. Thank Danny, you. Good point. Dan, no, Very here's, good point. here's the issue, Danny. I think he is worth building around to see what you have and build off of year one and forget about last year. At his nadir, which Ken improperly corrected <laughs> me on, today I would not trade him as damaged goods because that is how he is perceived, I believe, around the league. I would give him what the Dolphins gave Tua, which is quality top-end receivers, a full season with a decent knowledgeable coordinator, and then decide, okay, maybe he's the guy, or he has a very good year, but we think we can do better, and we trade him at a much higher point. That's my point. If he fails, uh, then, then he's going to be worth nothing. Okay, and, then you, and, then and, you and lose and out on an additional second-round pick. I'm willing to make that, his that attitude, choice. His attitude, and I, look at coming out of Alabama, look at his, look at his, what was his parents left in the halftime during the Monday night game. Right, mm-hmm. that's what I reported. That's his, well, that's his lineage. I mean, he's, he's, he comes across as a, a an entitled upper echelon elitist that had it easy in a school like Alabama, who put everything around him. And then he comes whoa, to whoa, the whoa, NFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Danny, Danny, nothing. I'm sorry. I, we'll go back and forth. I like having a civil conversation. Yeah. This has been very nice. I, I yeah. would say very simply, to have to beat out Tua and Jalen Hurts to get playing time is the opposite of easy. While you're playing for Nick Saban. Well, well who's performed better in the NFL? Now you're changing Tua the subject or, or entirely. Or What's that? You just changed the subject entirely. Yeah, but Tua ended up being a look. What I think, looking at Tua, uh, injuries notwithstanding, you can't help that. He ended up being a much better quarterback in his second year. Right. I, I did not choose. Right. Danny, I, I'm not disagreeing that. I'm simply stating that 
being a quarterback that starts and wins the national championship at Alabama, getting to that position may be the most competitive position to get in all of college football. So okay, it wasn't well, easy. It, it, look at <laughs> this is Kraft's project. Bob Kraft's project. And I, I think it was crafted out of the code red to start him in the Chicago game against Bill Belichick's better judgment. That's why I think he had a quick hook. And, Ken, I heard you say he was playing well uh, leading up to that game. Well, no, he wasn't playing well. He got hurt. Before he got hurt, he was playing lousy, stemming from, and that was carried over from the year before into Josh McDaniels the last four games. If you want to throw the uh, Buffalo game in uh-huh. there, I'll give you that one because he didn't throw a pass in that game. No, no, I'm just saying. He was playing lousy. He got hurt. Uh, Zappy came in and moved the team. They responded to Zappy. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, I'm I, just saying at the end of the year, Zappi. at the end of the year, Danny Mack had at least dialed the interceptions back. He had taken better no, care I of the I agree football. with you. Well, that would that well that that uh, that dispels uh, uh, Andy Hart's notion that uh, Belichick ruined Matt Jones and he ruined Zappy. He said he ruined both quarterbacks. <laughs> he, he did play better. You're right. Yeah, he did. How could he ruin him if he played better? Good point. So that's another one. But that's a that's a story for an, an argument for another day. All right. Well, I hate when you guys points. disagree. Jeez, oh, a lot of good points from Danny. But I mean, he's right about that. If Mac Jones, it sounds like right he about what to... he just said about a thousand things. <laughs> He wants to trade Mac. You are on Mac Island. Correct. You believe in Mac. I, you like Mac. I, I be- He's worth at least a second the, and a the fourth. The person is not what I like. He's a tough guy to like. But I, I'm talking about it would be foolish and not in the best interest of the football team to quit on Mac today. You need to give him another season with a competent coordinator and with more weapons around him. And then after year three... You can further and more properly evaluate if he is your guy or if you choose to trade him, I believe his value will be higher a year from now than it is today. Okay, but let's say Belichick, I don't know that this is true, but let's say Mac was calling other coaches, insubordinate behind the scenes, behind Bill's back, calling McDaniels, bitching about him, his parents were a problem, he was not buying in. And that's part of the reason Bill doesn't like him or trust him. But it's a credit to Mac that he didn't buy into nonsense. Not a slight. Not from the way Bill views it. Right, but that's why Bill is no longer in charge of the coordinator's hiring. Well, and Kraft has taken his back, so that could create, as we've talked about, the Kraft-Belichick relationship is very interesting right, right now. But but Robert Kraft has invested time and money in, in, in the first-round pick on Mac Jones, and he wants to see the investment carried out a little bit. He doesn't want to sell low. Well, and I, I think that makes sense. But here are the three quick reasons. that you sh- The reasons to trade Mac. Number one, Bill doesn't believe in him. At least we're not sure. Number two, he's worth a second and a fourth. That's good value. Not great value, but good value. Number three, Jimmy G is available, and that was the one that got away. And you have to be enticed by Jimmy G with Zappy as the failsafe. But what if you're if you're Josh McDaniels, right? Would you trade a second and a fourth for Mac, or would you just stick with Stiddy, who looked decent last year, and use those other picks on other things? Stiddy, really? That's what you're going to sell to your fan base when I'm, your job's on the line? I'm asking you a question. Would you trade a second and a fourth, or would you try to just stay with Stiddy? If I'm the Raiders, I'd go for Rodgers. They can okay, get Rodgers. I'm asking you this, this specific analogy. because who If they knows? don't get Rodgers, then yes, I'd go for Mac. So if, if you're an NFL executive and you see the Raiders are not trading for Mac Jones, the guy that people view as tied as the hip, Josh and Mac. Doesn't that make you question what the value would be of, of, of Mac Jones? But McDaniels, I bet, has a whole different relationship with Mac than Bill does. They work together. I know. That's they what I'm are, they already they put an offense. If in. they don't try, if they don't try to acquire Mac, if he's on the market, that should be a, a warning sign. to Maybe, other teams. but I think Davis there is going to want a big splash. He wants a splash, and Mac's not really a splash. Much as I think he's that, that's rude. decent quality. 
<laughs> Let's go to uh, Maine and talk to Robin. Hi, Robin. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I understand there's a debate going on. I came in a little late but uh, about the legacy of Brady and the legacy of Belichick. And I just have to say, um, Brady would not even be in the NFL if it wasn't for Belichick. Correct. Uh, Robin, I would like so to I say that, that the Patriots passed over Brady five times in the draft. Oh, stop. And if not for Tom Brady in 2001 coming in for Drew Bledsoe, Bill Belichick would have never been a head coach in the NFL again. Well, that's possible. I, I, I could see your point. I just think Tom Brady gets a little bit more credit. I think he's full of drama. I think we need to stop talking about him in New England. And, you know, Bill Belichick's still here. And he, after all, he did he did bring Brady in. That's a good point, Robin. Would you say, I'm not, I would love to continue this conversation. Don't hang up. I, what we would say, though, was it the drama of Brady or Bill who benched Mac Jones on national TV after the worst interception he had of the season and then refused to back Mac Jones when he was hurt by saying he was the starting quarterback? Was that drama created by Brady or Bill Belichick? Oh, that was Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm not saying I like Bill Belichick. I think he's, you know, uh, a bullheaded and, um, you know, pretty much determined to pass the uh, team on to his kids. I, I'm not saying he's perfect by any means. But I also think that we don't necessarily give him enough credit for uh, bringing Brady in and, and putting him in during the period where Bledsoe got injured. And, and it was uh, a dream from there for both of them. No, it's a be- the best point you made, Robin. Thanks for the call. That is by far and away the best coaching decision in my lifetime of any sport was when Bill Belichick stuck with Tom Brady in between the AFC title game and Super Bowl Thirty Six. Give me some reasons to trade Mac. I need a little ammo here. I've got three good ones, but Curtis is not pushed over the edge. We had one caller earlier who said, here's the reason to trade Mac. The worst thing you can be is average. And right now, that's where you are. But no, even if you're a Mac guy. I was just talking about myself. Oh, you don't think that's, you don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. So they're saying roll the dice. But, I mean, but look, I, I keep going back to this. They were teammates in college. It is essential. They brought in, the Dolphins brought in a new offensive mind. In this case, it was their head coach. Yep. And they brought in top-end talent in Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can still do that. And so I'm telling you, the, the, the way we viewed Tua in November versus the way we viewed Tua in January of the last year was diametrically opposed. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that changed was the coach and the players around the quarterback. Right. I think it is worth the effort because if not for the concussions, Tua would be maybe on the move, would be one of the best players in the NFL. He was in the MVP conversation. You have to try that at least with Mac because worst case, you leave Mac and you still have the weapons for whoever the next quarterback is. Or maybe you draft another guy. You love C.J. Stroud. Ooh, AR-15. That's the big one. He'd be banned in Massachusetts, though. So. Let's get to Joe Braverman and what's trending here on this Ken and Curtis Saturday. Done. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is actually better than Mac Jones, which I don't believe. We know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. We have a very clear idea what his ceiling is. He was in the best quarterback situation in the NFL. Best play caller, best weapons, that team dying to get rid of him. Number two, you don't know what Mac Jones' ceiling is. You could talk about how, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, middle of the pack guy. That's sort of what Mac Jones is. You have no idea because Mac Jones had a pretty good rookie year and then he had a second year that was completely wasted. You're also assuming that the Raiders might be willing to give up a first round pick for Mac Jones, which, and I like Mac Jones, and you're right about the value thing, and we're going to get to that. But aren't you? By definition, selling low on Mac Jones, if you were to trade him this offseason, are they going to be willing to give up the number? They have the number seven overall pick this year. The Raiders are not giving up the number seven overall pick for Mac Jones this year. I don't think. The, the second round pick that you might get at most for Mac Jones right now, to me, is not worth giving up on potentially finding out that he has a pretty good ceiling, that he could be sniffing top ten as early as year three on a very low rookie salary. So I wouldn't make that trade off. That, to me, is not worth the squeeze. Artist Curtis. Hold on. Boston. All right. <laughs> More than a feeling. I'll give you a layup. There's Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, with a thorough rebuttal to the Gasper column in the Globe that why the uh, Patriots should be in on Garoppolo, which started on this show last week, I might add. Yeah, didn't you bring it up, Ken? Of course I did, yes. Setting the dialogue okay. for the city again. So pick up for Curtis where he doesn't Checks do it in the mail. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Um, <clears throat> I here, agree wholeheartedly. But now, here, so my reasons, reasons to trade Mac. Bill doesn't believe in him. Jimmy Garoppolo available. And worst thing to be is average. Those things are all fine. I will give Gasper credit for this in his article. Good good paragraph here. Garoppolo is the fully formed version of Jones. With a bit more playmaking ability, more charisma, which is important as Patriots ownership figures out how to repackage the team to the Foxborough faithful. What? Good line. Very good line. Charisma? Mm-hmm. What's Jimmy G's charisma? Come He's on. Yes. What's wrong with that? I mean, I think Mac is a good-looking chap. And I think his teammates like him. I'm not sure about that. You're right about Edelman and uh, the tight end who bashed him when he was <laughs> so bringing it on the field. So the two keep cogs in that offense, they, they said he was yeah, a bitch. they were Brady guys. They were trying to submarine Jimmy then. I think Jimmy submarined himself pretty well. Look at Asha Akira, whatever that girl's name was. <laughs> Kaira Mia. What's wrong with that? Nice girl. Nothing. Very nice. I, I don't know that the... Whatever. I, Gasper continues, this team needs a rebranding because the product features too many defeats and too little buzz. Yeah, I think Gasper's best line was that he had as many tantrums as touchdown passes. That was a good one <laughs> well, in there. But, see, I don't blame Mac for that. As, you're right, as, you, as you say, it would make sense if you were in Mac's position, you would push back on the situation. I mean, you just would. I actually think it is a character plus that he didn't go along last year, that he knew bad football, having been with Nick Saban and then been with Josh McDaniels and saw, I mean, there will never be a way in which we can accurately describe the dysfunction that existed by that decision to bring in Patricia and Judge to replace McDaniels. Any other head coach's job is on the line in perpetuity if you make a decision like that. Right. So that was awful. And now you get a chance to take a deep breath, and Bill can even Bill can remove himself from Mac. He can go help with the defense. It's Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. You got Clemen to teach the offensive line how to do things, and you have Troy Brown with the receivers. That's a good offensive coaching staff. Let them do it. Allow Bill to become more of the overseer as he ages, which is something we all hope to do. 
and allow Bill O'Brien and Mac to work together and say, "All right, prove it. This is every, we're giving you the weapons, we're giving you the coaching." All, I agree with with Greg and everyone else. The excuses cease now. You have the coordinator. You're going to get some weapons. It's now on you to perform. The tantrum should stop. The bitching and finger pointing should stop. And let's see you prove it on the field. But aren't a, you worried? There's too much bad blood there. This year is not going to escape Max Mind. He'll I, always remember this. I would worry if I didn't see. The Patriots win a Super Bowl after it's not open heart surgery yeah, and benching that's Butler. Brady. That's Brady. But like that's he, different. But th- we've thought it was dead and buried many times, and they over. I mean, going back famously, I know he's a Hall of Famer, but Ty Law said that Bill lies to feed his family, and he was back winning a Super Bowl. You can get over things, but the fact is, they need to get more talent. Mac doesn't care about being friends with Bill Belichick, and Bill doesn't care about being friends with Mac. They both need each other this season, and they should do. They should maximize their relationship by doing their job, which is Bill bringing in talent and Mac performing on the field. One final, one final counterpoint. See if I can persuade you. Okay. Jimmy G's 31. He's a proven commodity. For whatever he is, he is more advanced than Mac, correct? Uh, Jimmy G? Jimmy G. More Win healthy. Win healthy. He's more polished. Right. Obviously played a lot more football in the NFL than Mac has. Bill is looking for the 31-year-old guy, not how the 24-year-old guy. how many has Jimmy G had? Eh, enough. Put them all together. One? Five. I'm serious. How many games? Is he, how many times has he started more than 16 games or 16 games? I think two years ago he was healthy the whole year, right? Okay, so they have as many healthy seasons under their belt. <laughs> That's a low blow, but it's fine. a fact. It is a fact. Let's go to. Uh, and by the way, can I, I want to get your thoughts on the draft thing in a minute. The draft thing. Whether the Patriots could draft a guy again? Because I don't think that's out of the question. I don't either. Actually, All right, let's go to Polly in the truck. Hi, Polly. Chapman and boys. How are we? All right. Um... Yeah, I like I like Garoppolo. If he could only stay on the field, he's definitely better than Mac Jones. He's a little stronger, moves better in the pocket. He's got a better, a better arm, stronger, just as accurate. And he is the sing he has the single quickest release of the football when he decides to throw it that I've ever seen in red, white, and blue. I mean, he he decides he's going to uh, release the football. He must have been a gunslinger in another life because he gets it out of there. As quick as I've mm-hmm. ever seen anybody in the NFL, definitely quicker than anybody that's ever worn a Patriots uniform. Not quick enough to really avoid injuries. But... Quick. <laughs> I know, Curtis. That's the thing, you know. And it's the money. If you could get him, you know, for under under twenty thousand dollars, under twenty million a year. I mean, you know, I, I would if you could get him really low ball. I'm good to get him come back. I I I I, I just take a, a two for Mac and and uh, and and uh, and move him and bring Garoppolo. There you go. Pro Garoppolo right there. One for the Laird man. Yep. Uh, One yeah. nothing. Now, <laughs> yeah, Polly. 14 up to 8. I got the trade value chart here. Oh, good. What's the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart? It is 300 points, which is it's a second rounder. That's like the 60th pick. You trade Mac and you get a second. That's enough to get you up from the 14th pick to the 8th pick. And draft C.J. Stroud. Who's higher on the draft value chart, Fitzy or Hart? <laughs> it fluctuates. Okay. Depending on their feeling that day. Uh, that is that is doable. It is possible. Say it again. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. You trade a second to the Atlanta Falcons. That's get, it? You get their eighth pick. You go from 14 to 8, and you get a quarterback. You get the second best quarterback but in this draft. don't the Falcons need a quarterback? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Maybe you trade Mac to them. Ooh, Mac, you keep the second. Yep. Mac for the eighth pick overall. Mac, Mac in the fourteenth. Mac to eight, and then Mac you, in the fourteenth. Is that the trade? Mac. Well, uh, that'd be overvalue. You don't need to trade the fourteenth pick. So Mac in a second. 
Uh, yeah, you just trade. Well, yeah, you have to trade the fourteenth. Yeah, because you have to trade up. So yes, you give them their first and back, basically. Okay, so then you take, and then you get a fourth back in return. I don't think Stroud's there at eight. I hate to tell you, Will Levi's might be there. I like AR fifteen, Anthony Richardson from Florida. I you think just like a the catchy name. I, I do, and I like the guy. But Bryce Young's going to go to to the Texans probably. Uh right. The well, the interesting thing will be the Bears at, at one. What they do? Cause, He's going one or two. Right, okay. top two, and then I don't know. I think he could Stroud drop. Will a probably bit. be four. Would you be tempted to bring in Stroud, start over? I think you're going to have to go higher than eight to get Stroud. Okay, maybe you do. Maybe fifth or something like that. Right. So you pay, you know, second and a third. Right. I, I, honestly, I would trade my second, or I would trade Mac and my second for Justin Fields. Ugh. I'm I'm telling you that, and then you keep your 14th pick, and you like is, is Stroud. I, I'm telling Ohio State quarterbacks, <laughs> they're all a dime a dozen. Well, Justin Fields is Ohio State exactly. Quarterback. So instead of trading up to your eighth to give your give up 14. And a second or fourteen in Mac to go up to eight. Mm-hmm. I trade a second for Justin Fields, and I keep my first overall, my first round pick. Mm. Might need to go higher because you have the Colts at four. They need a quarterback. Seahawks possibly need a quarterback. Uh, Lions are six possible replacement for Jared Goff. And of course then you the Raiders. Have, and of course then the you Raiders have Raiders, Falcons, Panthers. Raiders very interesting. The, the Raiders dictate this whole thing. Are they going to get Rodgers? Are they going to, as you say, keep Stidham? And I don't can't see that. They'll add somebody. So the Jets are going to have either Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. How much better does that make them than you? Mm. If it's Rodgers, they're better. If it's Derek Carr and you still have Mac, yeah, they're better. They probably are. So you except to next... the Jets, except to the Jets, right? I, I I cannot wait to see. I hope Derek Carr goes to the Jets, and I hope it. I I not. I hope. I know it will blow up in their face in such a beautiful way. Derek Carr, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Nah, he's pretty good. I mean, he had a terrible year. There's no doubt about that. He but didn't. He didn't handle. The how many years experience. has he been in the league? He's in the category of Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. No, like he's I a, think Kirk. No, Cousins but he's above better. average. But he can't win anything. Yeah, I put him in Jimmy G category. He's, uh, Dak he's, Prescott won the the game against the page, against the Bucks in that first playoff game it was sensational in that game. Mm-hmm. I would take Dak over Derek Carr every day of the week. But would you take Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr? Yes, mm-hmm. I would too. But not available. But but yes, I could see the Raiders getting Rodgers for sure. That's probably the most likely. And if that's the case, that takes them out of the Mac Jimmy G sweepstakes. Yeah, I it was very conflicting. I heard um, Jeff Darlington this week. Seem to be the only one I've heard that said he thinks Aaron Rodgers is staying. Hmm. And that carries weight with me because Darlington is one of the guys that was in Brady's inner circle. And I get a feeling that he might be similar there because it's it's an odd thing to say when the whole world's saying he's going to leave to stand out there on a limb if he didn't have that relatively uh, locked in. Coming up, I want to reiterate from last week. My reasons for Red Sox optimism, which was a great uh, little snippet last week because I got some good points. Right, you have a lot of impartial great Nine, ideas. My ninety win prediction was mocked at some spots in this station this week, and I'm okay with that because when it comes through, boy, am I going to look good? Oh, baby! Now before we get to that though, today is the debut of the pitch clock. Yes, uh, for the Red Sox. But yesterday in Arizona, the Padres and the Mariners, I think, had the first debut of the rule changes, and there are glowing reviews. Now some of these are coming obviously from executives in baseball. Uh Vice President Morgan Sword, it was a great, great day. We saw the game the fans want. In the tail of the tape, two-hour, 29-minute game, 18 hits, 25 base runners, five runs, a stolen base, but it finished again in under two and a half hours. There was a Machado moment where he was 
told to get in the box. He didn't get in and engage with the pitcher within eight seconds. No walk-up music. And it doesn't sound like complaints. I mean, Machado was kind of like whining a little bit that I got to adjust, but not really. He was having a good time with it. It seems like this is going to be a total, universally hailed change in baseball, and it's one of the few good moves they've done in some time. It is a great day for Major League Baseball, and I don't say that sarcastically. This is something the consumer wants. It is something that the young fan needs. This is Major League Baseball. For the first time in my adult life, doing something to improve the game and standing up to the players because they can't see the forest through the trees. So I am so thrilled. This is There's a lot of things they can continue to improve, but Major League Baseball, because here's what's going to happen. The players that are pissed about it are not going to have anybody in their, in their fan base that, that stands up with God, them. UV Pavetta at Springfield was the most awkward thing other than the booing. Right. I mean, it was, but it was just, it's But shocked. he's more pissed that they were forced into it and had no say in the matter. No. That's what people say. When somebody gets broken up with, they say, oh, yeah, I didn't like her. You know, it's never, <laughs> you never want to sit there and admit that you're powerless. So when you lose a battle over something, you don't want to say that you acquiesce and you, you agree with the other side. You want to stand your ground and say that it was forced upon you. However, this is essential for the health of this sport. Padres starter Nick Martinez. It was fun, fast. I definitely felt it. There were times when I tried to slow things down. I didn't get the opportunity, so it will be a little tricky. But there were times when I thought the hitter was rushed too. I could sense that he was hurrying up to step in there. There will be an adjustment period. But But I think the best point I made with Pavetta was when he was bitching about how, well, what if there's a runner on first and second and we don't have any mound visits? And I said, you're going to have to prep in the dugout. Right. So... Instead of showing me your work while I have to watch this before going home to put my son to bed, you do that in the dugout so that I can get out of here a half hour early and we all get to watch the game on our clock, not yours. Also, the catchers were talking about, you know how last year they had the pitch uh, device where they signaled on the wrist, you know, the the pitch calling. Pitch comm. Pitch comm. So they still did fingers sometimes. We should do a bitch comm here. (laughs) Great. That's a great benchmark. Curtis and the pitch comm. Yeah. <clears throat> but basically you can't do it anymore. Pitchcom is like necessity now. You have to as soon as the pitch is in, you got to like signal the next one. Good. So you can't use the fingers. So it, this is dramatically shifting. You know my favorite line, I'd write you a shorter letter if I had more time. I know, it's one of your best. Okay, so get ready for that today. Red Sox baseball 1 o'clock, Joe and Will. And, and tune I, in early, you don't want to miss a pitch. You don't want to miss a pitch cuz it's going fast. Two hours, 29 minutes. That means more Red Sox review. Is Castig going to need to be hydrated more? I was team. wondering about that. Yeah. He's going to have to change his whole routine. 41st year on the job, and now he's got to go quicker. Right. You can't get into the whole backgrounds. <clears throat> but he is good. He's sharp and ready to roll at Northport today. I will give you my reasons for optimism. I can't wait. I'm optimistic. <clears throat> which, I, which I've added to. I've got a five-point plan for Red Sox success. Okay. A 5.90 win plan. Make sure Hannon has you on the right page. <laughs> All right. That's next. The idea that the team got comfortable in last place last week. I know that's gotten some headlines. Certainly we've talked about it. I guess my first question is, do you still stand by those comments? Sure. I said what I said. I believe we're already, spring training is already going, and we've already, all, all of us turned the page from last year. So what happened last year should have nothing to do with what's going to happen this year. Are they about players and uniform personnel, coaches, managers, or is it, you know, a broader criticism, the front office, ownership? No, Who was the comment about? It was, the, it was the general vibe in the clubhouse. Are, are the players still here? What do you mean? I'm not going to point out. It's just, I'm, I was in that clubhouse last year, so it was myself included. Okay. I was just wondering if the vibe has changed. 
Yeah, we're, we've got grave bots going on right now. <laughs> there we go. Our man Jones, Adam Jones, and Kike this week on the Jones and Mega with Arcan show. Excellent, Good vibes. Excellent job by Jones. Turn the page. New year, new vibes. Bogart's maybe gone, but uh, I got the five-point plan here, Curtis, for 90-win success, all right? This okay. is gonna be, this is a great... I, I have an idea. Five-minute abs. <laughs> five-minute abs. All right, now, uh, before we get there... What you movie? Know, five-minute abs. Uh, Adam Sandler. There's something about Mary. 781 texture. Um, we don't need this, that uh, Chris Sale just tore his ACL having a hot dog in spring. I mean, oh, we don't God. need these, these, these kind of like... We don't need any of that bad juju. Right. It's the stuff we don't need. This we, is the attitude we don't need. Would you want Smith-Schuster, though? Free agent. <laughs> Can I give you the five-point plan? Now, let me start with number one. Number one. Oh, oh I that thought, sounds dramatic. I thought Should I start we with five? Yeah, what one? are we doing? All right, start with number five. Build Joe. some anticipation here. Number five. Okay. When Div- you become a program director, do you lose all creativity? Is that part of the contract? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just go meet potatoes. Sometimes meat potatoes I, is the best approach. I do what you tell me blindly. This is a great note from Shaughnessy in his notes column today. Oh, what a horrible column that was. God, talk about mail it in. Trivia question. I love those. The Red Sox in the division last year were 26 and 50. Outside the division, they were 52 and 34. Yep. Unbalanced division is gone. And they play 24 fewer division games. There is reason number five. Love it. One, whatever it is, for optimism. There we go. Number two. Number four. Well, number four. Bullpen. This worked better in rehearsal. 28 blown saves last year out of 65 opportunities. Now it's the strength of the team. You got Kenley Jansen. You got Joely Rodriguez. You've got Richard Blyer. You've got Chris I Martin. I call him Dick Blyer. You've got Johnny Schreiber, Johnny Leverage, as Joe calls him, oh, and sh- Tanner Houck. Is he the one with the beard? Yeah. I like Schreiber. What's one of Bloom's lo- lone uh, right, right spots. spots? Yeah. <clears throat> so that is a definite Love it. feather Bullpen. in your cap. Boom. Let's go number three. Number three. That one you can't get wrong. Chris Sale back out and facing hitters today. Just through a lively bullpen session. And when he's good, if he's good. Now, granted, last year, even when he pitched against the Yankees, he was getting knocked around a little bit. So I'm not saying it's a sure thing. But 23 pitches today, a couple of sliders. When good, he's as good as Garrett Cole. He's as good as Shane McClanahan with Tampa. He's as good as... Gossman's pretty good in Toronto. Yeah, Gossman, he always has the Red Sox number. He is an elite pitcher. And if they get him, big if, they get him back, you got an ace this year, which you didn't have last year. Yeah, huge, healthy. Okay, number two. Number two. Home run power is here. Now, I was looking at the Steamer War Zips projections from Fangrass. Oh, my Lord. Home run totals this year. Yoshida projected for 18. Duvall, 20. Turner, 14. They had 20 homers combined last year. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, take the over on Turner home runs. He'll have that by the All-Star break. Well, that's what I'm saying. More pop in the lineup. Pop it up. Now, you lose Bogarts, but you add three guys that can hit 20 home runs. And Devers is going to have another banana year. Okay. You've got to have Turner hit after Devers. Well, that's that's actually one of my reasons for worry, because I just think he's going to get walked every game. Well, that's so why Turner's, Turner's got a big deliver. year. He's going to great, great point, Curtis. JT. And number one. Let's number one. New rules. And who is good at maximizing and exploiting rules? <laughs> Alex J. Cora Associates. <gasps> this that. guy is going to maximize every. Again? He is going to maximize and take advantage of every nuance and crevice in the rules. This is the perfect manager for the new era of baseball, and that is ninety wins right there. You know what Alex Cora's nickname should be? Good loophole. <laughs> Alex Loophole Cora. Yeah, will find you a way to win five games you shouldn't. I love it. What is wrong with that? I mean, nothing. I mean, spider tack, is that going to be, you know. Spider tack could be back. 
I love it. I can't wait. My spider tack all over the place. I will say, because we should be optimistic around this time of year, if Sale starts the opener and goes six shutout innings and the Red Sox win 2 nothing, oh, baby. the mood around the city will be a 180 from where it is today. I'll be at the cask like I was last year, oh, tweeting about 162-0. It'll be as bombed as you were at that Vooved photo shoot. Whitlock was awesome out of the gate. They're shutting the Yankees out early in the oh, game. Oh, my God. That was the worst tweet of, ever, of all time, <laughs> 162-0. <laughs> I remember I was in Wellesley at an open house. Jess was like, I don't know, six, seven, eight months uh, pregnant, and I was all on top of the world, and then I see your tweet, and then they lose it. Unbelievable. Little tongue. These are the same people who, in 2018, after they lost the opener, was like, oh, and 162. Well, Yoshida this year alone is going to be something 2018, didn't they start, like, yeah, undefeated? They were 16 and 2 or something like that, weren't they? I don't know. Right. I know they lost the opening game. They it might. was like a walk-off or something. Okay, then they won 16 to 17. Something like that. But anyway, that's ancient history. And I know you were cr- you were crying this week about Mookie Betts and quotes from 2018 or whatever. Well, I mean, like. at some point, you're going to have to admit I was you were wrong about this whole situation. About what? About the cheating 2018 Red Sox. I've admitted they probably cheated in 2018. And the title is tainted. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit. But as Mookie, so, actually, Mookie made my point in that piece. Where he says that they were doing it. Everybody was doing it. Okay. At, Maya's old enough now where if she came home and did something wrong and said everybody did it dead, you would not tolerate that as an excuse. In baseball, you have to tolerate it. This okay. is baseball. This is not real world. Okay. Well, uh, so it's not played in the real world? Where do they play it? In Fenway. Uh, what are you, Matchbox 20? But th- it's this, fantasy. The situation here is very simple. Alex Cora has to win. Without the cheating, he has been a mediocre manager at best. Mm-hmm. This season... It is on him to maximize this roster, no matter who we may publicly blame for it. Yep. And Heim Bloom has the support of the owner of the team. Heim is doing what John Henry hired him to do. And he is not going to be the fall guy. I assure you of it. John Henry this week made it clear that he is not going to be accountable to anybody but himself. He did? Yes. He talked to two people that were like state media. John Henry made it clear that people that were booing him weren't booing him. He is detached from the reality. The only thing that is worrisome to him is how he is perceived. He views right. Heim as an extension right. of him. He'll think they're booing Heim. No, he doesn't. He'll he'll say they're booing Heim. We've got to get a new GM. I disagree strongly. All right, 617-779-7937. Loads of texts just agreeing with me. Well, this one here, 401. I honestly believe if Sale stays healthy, the team wins 88, a la the Rays of the last decade. There you go. That's all we need. Be in contention. Seventy six and a half is the over under, and you think they're not accountable, and that's the reason they're losing. Well, the, the, but they're the, coming the, back. Where's the accountability with John Henry? They signed Devers. What? Major accountability. Stepped up. Got your star signed. <laughs> he was booed off the stage and said he was misperceived. <laughs> all right. It is the Ken and Curtis show. One o'clock. We got Red Sox baseball. A lot of mix of football today, and we should get back to a little uh, Bruins and Celtics. I think because two teams that are hot. Hot. Ready to get back at it tonight. Uh, 76ers-Celtics big-time matchup. And uh, we had a little discussion earlier about uh, who's got the tougher road. And I have great news. On Twitter right now, trending in the United States, Jesus Christ is alive. So we have a lot of things happening here today. Read up on that one. All right, we'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.